0: Hello and welcome to Diluted, the Melbourne Demon fan podcast. Neats, what did this win mean to you?
1: Well, when Dean Kent kicked that goal, I started crying. It was just, I just was this overwhelming surge of emotion. Then I felt the need to like text people in my WhatsApp group. So I'm in like three or four WhatsApp groups um, dedicated to footy and also some dedicated to the D's. And I just, and I just started texting people telling them how much I love them and how much I was so, I was so grateful to be on this journey with them. Yeah. Like it was this really good kind of <laughs> spiritual moment where I just, I was just overwhelmed, you know?
0: Well, it's like we're part of this kind of, embattled minority group yeah they're just being bashed around yeah and we stick together through solidarity yeah through songs through a kind of a you know cryptic humor
1: through abuse.
0: Through abuse. Yeah. We um, abuse
1: a lot of people on this journey.
0: Well, yes. Including, yeah. including last week. Clearly. Yeah. I listened back to our podcast last week and we were very sour.
1: Oh, I was as sour <laughs> as they could have come last week. I was not in a good mood. I think we both
0: said the season was shot. Yeah, totally. should be sad.
1: Totally, totally. Uh, but all is forgiven now, Kieran.
0: All is absolutely All is forgi-
1: absolutely forgiven. So but
0: you can you can also forgive us, I think, for reacting like that. Because it's been 12 years of just... 12
1: years. And do you know what? I'll tell you... After...
0: F- 40 years of nothingness as And
1: well. let's be clear here. Lacroix kicked that goal to give them the lead yeah. with like five minutes to spare. And I just thought, we're done. I was just like, it's going to happen again. I actually went numb. I couldn't even like feel myself anymore. <laughs> I was just, I would just, I almost started laughing because it was just so predictable. It was ridiculous. But see, I had, but this, then, I had then, this weird, then, weird then.
0: optimism the whole week. Really? Yeah. There's something about the idea that there weren't really any expectations on us to win yeah. the game. We had more to play for in a way than West Coast. Um Over there, we're know. a very
1: good traveling team. For some reason, it's a very recent phenomenon, but we're a really good traveling team.
0: Right. And Bob Murphy made the point on the on the Age podcast last week, which we is if we're ever going to break the hoodoo, it's going to be like this. Right? So in
1: some spectacular fashion, right? right? It wasn't going to be like...
0: Totally against the odds. Yeah. you know. Um, it was just unbelievable. It
1: was incredible. It really was. It was. It was such an amazing victory. And I think, you know, just watching the scenes after, how much it meant to the players. Yeah, there's all
0: this nonsense from the Chris Judds of the world that they're over celebrating. I'm sorry. You support this team, and you see failure after failure. You see false dawn after false dawn. Of course, they should celebrate like it's a premiership. It is like a premiership. It,
1: really, it might be the closest we get to a premiership as well. But yeah. let's put that to one side. No, it really. I mean, though, you know, when you put it in context, as you said, we finished in the top eight out of an eighteen-team competition. Like it's, uh, uh, look, you know, let's
0: not good. <laughs> I did say that.
1: <laughs> you did say that when you put it in real sort of terms. But no, it is. It was. It was an incredible. It was an incredible victory, and especially against West Coast, who were just such an unlikable team. And
0: yeah, on their own. S- Deck. on
1: their own deck with their annoying supporters who seem to think that no other team is capable of getting a free kick in their lives yeah and, I think they got
0: know. more free kicks and they were still complaining yeah, they with the were, They and were booing them up
1: oh completely which is absurd especially like given some of those free kicks like the Vandenberg free kick that led to that goal to um Crips, Crips, that was outrageous that was yeah. ridiculous so I mean I could yeah that, that made it all the sweeter um it was it was such an emotional day though it, and it was it was really incredible but I was just so impressed by the grit. Yeah. I was so when Lecker kicked that goal, I was just so impressed by the grit that the team showed to stay composed and to um and, and just to to find a way to win.
0: And look, to be honest, I mean Dean Kent is probably not the guy you expect to I get did the, not the imagine set shots. Yeah, clutch set shot, yeah, clutch set shot to remember, send us
1: into the finals for the first time in twelve years.
0: People remember early in his career, he was one of the worst set shots in the team. Like not a bad kick on the run. But just a really shocking set shot. But you know, and then he had the biggest kick of his life.
1: I know. And he nailed it. Out, and he nailed it. But he was...
0: After f- missing a shot only a couple oh, of minutes earlier from the, from the goal Yeah. Quit, yeah.
1: It's extreme. But you know uh, what I like about Dean Kent? And, and the, one of the reasons why I think he should play, you know, I really think he's... in. We, we really hope we don't trade him and I hope he doesn't leave. Is that I really think he's got some mongrel in him and he's got a real fight in him, you mm. know? I mean, even some of his efforts from the, um, from the boundary line, if you remember... Um, I think it was on McGovern from memory. I couldn't really remember. But he just kept willing himself to con- from contest to contest trying to win the ball. Yeah. And I just thought it was a really impressive display. Yeah, no,
0: he's got a very simple philosophy for footy, right? You remember what he said, right?
1: Yeah, as long as me tackling and me pressure is... <laughs> yeah, after
0: scratch, I'm going to get a game. And, and, and know, it's true. He's he right.
1: No, but it's... And I... he, had, he had
0: a great start to the year, got injured. I'm so glad he's back in the team. Oh, yeah, I that's agree. Yeah. The
1: only problem is, is, I just feel bad for him because I feel like the sort of story of his career has often been that he has these great moments and great games, but then he just kind of finds a way to get injured. And that's right. the reason he's sort of in and out of the team. Not really as much on the Oh,
0: yes and no. Last year, so? he had an absolute shocker. Every time he played, I reckon he was terrible. Right,
1: but he had the amazing that tackle on Rory worst, yeah. Sloan, I remember. Okay, and he, had, then, he had a good tackle. And I remember, that's just but about but then all he got he injured, and yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he didn't have a great year last year. But no, I, I think just,
0: this year he's back to what he was a couple of years ago. I
1: really hope yeah. he sticks around, though, because I just... I, you know, that was a really impressive display. And Hannon, yeah. your man, like, kicked yeah. three goals. I'm always
0: calling for Hannon, Sometimes a little bit uh, dubious with that
1: A little bit dubious. But, but, you know, he really, he really played out of his skin. He was great. He was such a reliable set shot. I mean, he missed one, but... Right. Which is probably the easiest and the most clutch but still
0: no he was really good he's a very buzzy player
1: you yeah. love him it's because he reminds you of like this like western bulldogs like player from like 2016 you know?
0: yeah 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 this
1: is kind of unfashionable you know
0: I mean he still doesn't get enough of the ball but you know he's in in the goals I feel yeah every time he plays yeah so that's something um I mean we should turn to the flip side a little bit and there is I think something a tiny bit bittersweet at least for me which is There's a lot of players you feel sorry for right now, now that we've finally cracked through and made fun. Yeah. The players who are going to miss out on this. And So
1: so who's your number one person you feel sorry for? I have to say, mine is Bernie Vins.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mine is Bernie Vins. He's been a brilliant servant.
1: He really has. And, you know, he built this club up when it was an absolute rabble. Um, to something that to a team that's now playing finals
0: and offense we don't know yet whether he'll be delisted at the end of the year
1: yeah it just doesn't look all that promising for next year given that they do need to start getting I mean at some point Hunt the Hunts of the world need to really you know look
0: at how badly Hunt's playing though maybe that's a reason to give it a bit maybe,
1: maybe it is maybe it is but at some point I mean we've got all these like sort of Back, you know, you've got all these backmen who just who do have some speed. Yeah, you kind of have to like persist with them, don't you think? As unfortunate as that is, you'd
0: expect Wagner to take the next step. That's it. Wagner has
1: to get a go, I guess. And it's just, I I really just, I do feel for Vince, and he just seems like such a great guy. Like he, I loved his tweet after the game. He was just so positive about the D's, and you know, he seems to be pretty happy and content with the fact that you know maybe he won't necessarily be there to see the ultimate success. But yeah,
0: I mean, I understand that, and I do feel sorry for Vince. I will say though, Vince. Played finals for yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. He's had multiple club champion awards. Yeah. I feel a bit sorrier for Trengove.
1: Oh, I love Trengove. Like, Trengove
0: came to this club at its absolute lowest point.
1: Yeah. Um, forced into captaincy.
0: Forced into the captaincy. Same with Grimes as well. Same with Grimes as well. But you know, they both their bodies let them down. Their form let them down.
1: Their lack of this, the, like structure and coaching, and any, you know, just stability let like, let them down. I think.
0: Right, right. In a lot right.
1: of ways, the club did. And
0: they were part of so many false dawns. Yeah. And then to miss out now is rough. And even Watsi, I mean, I feel bad for Watsi.
1: Yeah, really? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's on a three-year deal. He'll probably play finals next year or the year after, maybe.
0: I know, but he loved the days. And he's obviously a very good he club a very man.
1: He's a very good frustrating club man, player, he. and yeah. he's,
0: he's had a very poor year at Port Adelaide. But I don't know. I feel a bit sorry for him. What about was, like
1: Lyndon Dunn?
0: Well, I mean, Lyndon Dunn. I think he'll still go on next year, and Collingwood looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so worried about Lyndon Dunn. Another one I we want to throw out there, Maloney.
1: That's a really old reference. Why do you feel sorry for Maloney? Well, Maloney was
0: also just like a gun in a terrible period. I mean, you can pick a lot of these players, right? Who never, yeah. never got to play play in finals. Um, yeah.
1: I actually have to say, I do feel a bit sorry for Jesse as well. I mean, I just think that I know that Jesse, uh, you know, will look, you know, potentially be part of a very successful team, right, in the future. Assuming you know all this commentary about him leaving is all untrue, when he does in fact Day. You know, he will definitely be part of a successful future, and he is young, but he has had a pretty rough run over the past couple of years, and it would have been nice for him, I think, to play finals this year. Oh, but
0: come on. He's like, what, 23? No, I get that. I reckon that. he'll have like five more campaigns. I get that. Uh, uh, he'll have, a, he'll have know, a premiership, you'd hope, at some point. No,
1: no, I know. I'm just saying, he's had a very rough couple of years. I don't think yeah. anyone can doubt that. In, in a way that none of us could even imagine that. A kind couple of
0: years play. is fine. You compare that to like... What's a trend over whatever <laughs> it's been like ten years? Yeah, no, and, and I know. still don't miss out on anything. But don't
1: have that same those same personal challenges. I think you know, which right. you have to overcome during that time, right? Which right. is a separate thing, Kieran. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so there's course, a lot of people we're sorry for. There's
0: there's Pedersen. Less right, forget. of course. But we not Your into that heart right is
1: aching for Pedersen right now. Is we don't there.
0: need to go into that right now. I mean, what, no. Do you think
1: this is? I, I think so. Let's talk about some of the positives for the game, which of which there were many. But one of them has to be the coming, not coming of age, but slight coming of age, I would say, of Sam Wiedemann. No, probably
0: the coming of age. It was a great game. It was, it was a very game, it was, it was, He played yeah.
1: well. And you could see him leaping at the ball. You could see him marking. You could totally see why they yeah. took him so high in the draft.
0: He's got a very high ceiling. And I think now he's creating an acceptable floor.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Right? Like, he's doing his bit around the ground, getting yeah. some good marks, contributing. And, you know, at that point, that's when Ped loses his spot, right? Yeah. I so do you think he's, he's going to stay? That. I mean, I don't think so. The only case for Pedersen staying on the list, which I do think is something we need to think about, is mm. what's our contingency if Gordon gets injured?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. We don't really. We've got these, like, baby Ruckman who, right. you know.
0: And that's a pretty concerning thing. No, I I don't agree think with that. we want. Weed to play a whole game in the ruck. We don't want him to ruin his body. No, I don't think we want McDonald to do that because we want him in the forward line. Yeah, it's a
1: little and bit at of that disaster. point. What do we do? Yeah, so that's I agree in that.
0: the only case. My feeling is, if they delist Ped, they're still going to try and get cover in the ruck.
1: They have. They have to.
0: And if they don't, they should keep Pen for another year. Yeah, until King comes on. But anyway, Nix, let's talk about your man Hogan and the question on my mind: Is a smaller forward line the future? Yeah. Now so I'm I've this. been calling for this probably constantly, incessantly for the last couple of years that we often play better without Hogan as our deep forward and we often play better with all these buzzy forwards coming around. Do you can think there's some you, vindication No, to that?
1: But can I tell you what I'm a bit sick of? The second we win a game without Hogan, all of a sudden the David Kings of the world are out being like, you should just do a trade to get rid of Hogan. First of all, he said we, could get re- we should get rid of Hogan for a one first round pick, which is absurd, right? Like, that's dumb. Yeah. But also, I mean, why should we get rid of Hogan just but because we played one game without him? Well, are saying we should here. get rid of
0: Hogan. Well, David King, but not me. That's not the point. I think we should use Hogan differently, Right.
1: How do you think we should play Hogan as a midfielder?
0: You look at the model that seems to be working for a lot of teams now, like Richmond and Collingwood, right? Right. They have one forward, essentially, one big forward, and a lot of these kind of small forwards kind of buzzing in and out. I reckon Hogan could play as a kind of a big midfielder wingman, right, who occasionally goes forward. But
1: that's what he was doing earlier this year, and it wasn't working. he's He's playing too high up the ground.
0: I don't know about that. I actually think he was better when he was higher up the ground. So
1: here's the thing, right? I mean... It's all very well to say that we should just change the model and, the, and and you know the structure of our forward line but I think ultimately when our forward, when Hogan is up and running and when McDonald are up and running they both look great together in the forward line. So the problem is is that you know I mean our forward line looks awesome when everyone's work when everything's clicking into gear. I just I don't think there's only one way to you know skin, skin a cat
0: but just thinking about... Like, our... Look at
1: Adelaide. Adelaide have so many forward like forwards. And last year, they were amazing. And obviously, this year, they've dropped off. But last year, their forward line looked incredible. It looked like this weird five-pronged attack, which was super unpredictable.
0: Maybe it can work. But just just tell me, how many wins against you know really good teams have we had when we've had Hogan and McDonald doing that together? Like last year, as we discussed last week, we beat West Coast with just McDonald as the deep forward. We beat Adelaide. Who was our deep forward then? McDonald? I don't even know.
1: I don't even remember. No, but, probably but, not McDonald's. I don't Lill. think Hogan was playing that Weidman day. We'd have been played that day.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I think we look so much more unpredictable. And this is the key point, right? It's not about Hogan being a bad player or anything like that, it's about. The fact that when we have Hogan as a big, strong, key forward, I think we play in a very predictable way. Yeah,
1: that's true. I think
0: if we had Hogan in this week, we would have just chipped it up constantly and, and let McGovern it. kind of intercept again and again and again. Well,
1: that, but that's but but again, with, that's not a problem with Hogan. That's a problem with no, the way that I agree. They're...
0: It's not a problem with Hogan. It's a problem with what happens when we use him in that role. Whereas if we have Hannon, Kankt, Milkshake, Spargo kind of just buzzing around all over the place.
1: Yeah, and I do think if Weed comes on in the way that we think he will, then I don't really see how you can have, you can have a forward line of Weed, Hogan, and yeah. McDonald all commanding to be the key forward. That's a right. bit of a disaster, isn't it? So,
0: well, What it, I liked about Weed's role from what we could see on TV, he seemed to be playing up the ground a lot. Yeah, well. He, was, I agree he with seemed that. to be all over the place, yeah, which is exactly. great. Yeah,
1: exactly, which is great. Maybe Hogan can go play down back sometimes when we need him to.
0: Do a bit of a reverse David Neitz. Yeah, I, yeah. No,
1: maybe not that, but it's just, I, not permanently, but... I, think, I agree. I don't think we're using Hogan in the right role if we just keep him deep, full forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think...
1: But I, I don't think that's a reason to trade him.
0: No, of course it's not a reason to trade him. But
1: Also, I, mean, I don't think he'd want to go to Fremantle because, I mean, look, 133 point loss is, you know, pretty damning.
0: Yeah, he's not going to go to Fremantle. But the final point on this is, I think sometimes when we evaluate how good hogan is for our team it's about has he how many goals has he kicked right right right. so this year everyone's like he's kicked 50 goals therefore it's an unqualified success playing as a deep forward but you've got to think about the opportunity cost right if we played him in a different role how would that impact our scoring and that's the thing we're trying to work out i just think once you have this smaller forward line we're going to be stronger in the long term well, Particularly against teams with good defense.
1: Well, we're interested in your thoughts on this, everyone. We'll so see. please. I'm, I'm us. reading a
0: lot from this game. But you are. This is. A, this this is a, been this has been the you're hinging
1: a lot, and I think you're hinging a lot on people like Hannon kicking three or four goals. You know, which doesn't really happen that often. Hannon can be pretty quiet, as you said yourself. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd be that invested in some of these small forward types who, as we saw last week, did absolutely nothing against the Swans.
0: So an it. How much damage can we do in the final?
1: You know what? I, I'm not sure. I think we can do a bit. I think we could ride this wave of emotion and, mm. and try and have some type of, you know, classic Victorian fairy tale ending to this season, which would be amazing. Because I feel
0: like it's all gravy from here. We yeah, don't, absolutely. We don't really have any pressure on us. We don't have... But that's exactly... We obviously have a premiership hoodoo, but we don't have a finals hoodoo. No. I don't think anyone's like... Oh, it's an elimination final. Melbourne's going to lose. No. We we won our last elimination final, in fact,
1: two thousand six. But yes. look, I mean, there are some real weaknesses. We don't have any finals experience, but we play in a way which is very um, mm. conducive towards winning finals, right? Yeah. And you know, I I think we're mentally, I mean, we're mentally still a little bit, you know fragile in some ways particularly when it comes to our accuracy um and also we're defensively fragile so there's sort of those elements to it which we need to take into account well i wonder but i, I wonder if, if we, we are
0: that defensively fragile why I mean,
1: is this is this your time for sam frost hour right now
0: oh he's been very good he was very and good look, on the it, weekend it was handy that um darling got injured in look, the first we five have minutes to put of the game this, yeah <laughs>
1: we have to put this win in context they literally had no forward line yeah they lost their ruckman who's their star they lost their best midfielder and they lost their two well
0: no yeah they didn't have their Two best forwards, their best Ruckman, and their best midfielder.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. you know...
0: That, that helps.
1: That helps, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, I mean, you know, but, you we, know, we lost our captain. We lost um, our, potentially our best forward.
1: Potentially our best defender.
0: And potentially our best defender. So, you know, um, but... I just think Frost just looks so damaging around the ground. He's
1: just quick, is He's isn't intercepting
0: he? really well. He's, he's not so doing good... as many stupid things.
1: No, I feel like his kicking has improved recently. Or at least on the weekend, it was actually quite good.
0: Yeah, I reckon he's down to like one dumb error again.
1: Wow, that's the, the dumb error stat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I reckon he's, he's trending in that rants direction.
1: Oh, Kieran, you've been <laughs> hailing him as the next Rance for a while now. have No, look,
0: you? The, the test will come against a much better team, but but Frost is looking. Well, better. you can't
1: really get much better. You mean a much more forward, a much better forward, much line, better really. forward. yeah, yeah, forward yeah, line, yeah.
0: exactly. Um, and Neville Jetta is oh, obviously just unbelievable, unbelievable. And Pig <laughs> returning was yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, love having Pig in the team. Isn't he just a competitor? Yeah, he's just a he's an absolute warrior. And milkshakes. Can we talk about milkshakes?
0: Let's talk about milkshakes.
1: I just is he our most important you, forward? Thank you, Essendon. Yeah, like Essendon drafted some guy with that pick, which is like, who's some absolute rando who's played like five games in three seasons, and we got milkshakes. I will say On a four-year deal, This has got which Kennedy thought which was the dumbest thing in the world.
0: This has got to be one of Goodwin's finest contributions.
1: Oh, he really is. I mean,
0: I think every Melbourne supporter was like, why are we paying so much for milkshakes? Why are we giving him a four-year deal?
1: That's a long deal, isn't and it? And it really
0: seemed like some kind of mates rates sort of deal. Totally, totally. But he has been outstanding. He
1: is. I just want the ball in his hands yeah. at all times. I and just... I think
0: if he played against Sydney, we win that game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. he actually lowers yeah. the eyes and finds... He's such a good kick. Yeah. He's the best he kick makes... in the team, isn't he?
0: Uh, I'd say Salem, I'd still that's so? just above him, but yeah, he's, he's more penetrating.
1: He's incredible. He's yeah. crea- so creative.
0: Yeah.
1: He's incredible. And we have to talk about somebody else very quickly.
0: Yes. Chompers. Chompers.
1: I just love Chompers.
0: Can you believe he's only 22? I thought that Lose he was much mind.
1: older. For some reason, I thought we drafted him when we drafted Jesse, like yeah. in 2012, at the end of 2012 I feel like I've seen
0: those teeth for a long time. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Those teeth have only been in your life since the rookie draft in 2014. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's just getting better and better.
1: Isn't he a star? Yeah. Absolute star. I have so much love for chompers.
0: Right. His ability to do the defensive stuff, to lock down someone, and then and to kick goals. Goal. And he's
1: got kick now.
0: Oh, some of his kicking into the forward line was magnificent. I just
1: didn't even know he could kick that well. Yeah love him what a bargain that's Absolutely really in the story of
0: the season a little bit I think from in terms of our midfield him and Gus just accelerating their careers in a way that no one saw coming, no
1: right? everyone this quickly
0: if, no one one's oh, 100% no.
1: if you saw if you at the start of the year you thought Viney's going to be out for a lot of the season yeah people were pretty skeptical that Melbourne could do much right because how do you replace someone like Jack Viney Gus and Harms are arguably two of the most improved players in the entire competition. Right. And they have absolutely filled his role with aplomb.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why without Viney, we're still this incredible midfield team.
1: Incredible. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I think we can do quite a bit of damage. I mean, the finals experience worries me, but we've got the best Ruckman in the comp. We've got contested ball animals. Yeah. Um, we have an, you know, we're an we're unpredictable the number one forward
1: scoring. line. We're the number one scoring team in the competition. Yeah. You know, it's, we've got some really good, we've got some real talent. The we just need is, to make
0: it. Now we've made I think it. so. Knows?
1: The only hope is, is I, I, I do worry that maybe in a big final, yeah. some of the, you know, I can just see like 22 behinds. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's something I could definitely the see. The, the Neil
0: Bullens and the Hannans. The Neil Bullens of the world. And, and all that. Just, yeah. You know, like, you, know, you know,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah that's true. I could see that happening, but you know, we never know.
0: We never know. Um, Neat. This week's Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance.
1: Ah, oh, so for me, this has to go to Aaron Vandenberg. Yeah What a, what a comeback. What a comeback. That's got
0: to be his best game.
1: Oh, definitely. He's a beast.
0: But all it's over huge. the ground. And I, once yeah. again, I like the way the coaches played him in defence for a while. Yeah. And then rotated him forward. Um, yeah. he showed a lot of different strings, didn't he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: his return has been so much better than I expected.
1: Like, I said to you that when he started in the AFL, he was setting the world on fire, and you he said no, it was not on, the world on, fire. on fire. You said it was like a tiny flame, like a tiny little, like you mm. know, candlelight.
0: Please respond to us if you think Vanamee was setting the world on fire. I
1: thought he was playing. No, very he was well. a very He's...
0: solid contributor. No,
1: he had a very promising start here, and he was yeah. marking the ball really well. Yeah. He, it's just because he was in a bad team that you don't remember. No,
0: he was like an upgrade on James Magna.
1: I really think that's a bit harsh anyway. I thought he had more skills than James Wagner. But anyway.
0: But I tell you what, he's been Unbelievable. fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great hair. I think he's great. such a good mark. His yeah. finishing has been really good. He's yeah. really he
0: But another weird thing about him is he's playing more outside.
1: Yeah, it's very I'm strange. I'm used to him
0: being this like crunching tackler. I know. But he's just kinda of all over the ground yeah. a bit. Yeah.
1: It's very strange, isn't it? But yeah. I I love him. What a competitor. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely fantastic. So uh, GWS. GWS.
1: So here's the thing. I'm not loving some of the ins of GWS. Yeah. I mean, Kelly coming back in is not great. Davis, I thought could barely walk after in that uh, Sydney game, but somehow he's managed to make some miracle recovery just in time to take on Tom McDonald, which I don't yeah. love.
0: It's enormous. I think if Davis didn't play, I would expect us to win. Honestly,
1: I mean, it's. I still think maybe he's 50-50, but yeah. I mean, he might be a laid-out or something like that. But he seems to think he's going to play. So you know, um, but he, he got like not he got taken out pretty badly though in that game.
0: Right. Um, and they might rest him. Although they need the wins. They so need badly. the wins. Yeah.
1: So, you know, and he's yeah. such a competitor. So I think he could really very much get a hold of Tom Madonna. He's an excellent defender.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a tough matchup because I always worry about GWS. I think they're quite quick. And they might kind of expose us a little bit.
1: I just think we're contested, particularly ballads. on the MCG. Yeah,
0: which has not been the greatest ground. For no, us. I agree with that. In fact, it's been a good, terrible
1: for Yeah, us for but it. I do think we're a good contested team, kids. Yeah. And so I think that we could beat them up around the ball. That said, they've got a lot of talent in there: Callum Ward, yeah. Stephen Canilio, right. um, Sheil, Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a very interesting game.
0: Yeah, it's hard to pick, but Green's out, right?
1: Green is not playing. I
0: think that's massive. Yeah. I think he's such... He's like their milkshakes in a way. What
1: right about right? Uh, Jeremy Cameron? Yeah. How do we get a hold of him?
0: We've struggled in the past. I mean, I would say... I mean, you, maybe you go Oscar. I think you'd probably go Oscar.
1: Oscar on Jeremy Cameron? Really?
0: See, I'm always big on the Frost thing, but I think Cameron is a bit like Hipwood, right? And Oscar plays well on those kinds of players. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of not super big, but quite agile forwards. Pretty big
1: in my view. Well, Too but fair. he's not
0: like an absolute monster. You no, know. he's not Hawkins. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but Frost, I think, is the form defender of our defense. So form mm.
1: defender of our defense. <laughs> this is like a well, real in title. The, in the <laughs> contest between <with laughs> him and <laughs> exactly. Oscar. It's a two-person he's form a contest. He's the real form defender <laughs> of the defense, <laughs> in which has got yeah. most people injured. Yeah, he's ahead
0: of Declan Keel. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> he's ahead of
1: Harrison Petty, but anyway... Um, Yeah, so you think that Oscar goes to Jeremy Cameron. I don't love that matchup. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? There's such good kicks into the forward line, that's the thing. It might not even matter. Um, I think this is a real, you know, this will be a very interesting test for our midfield because I think our midfield, you know, is probably not as classy as their midfield, to say the least. But, you know, I think they're as tough as their midfield. So
0: I have a feeling we might go down in this one just because we're riding this enormous high of last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if the players will just be a little bit flat, and it's one of these weird games where it's a bit hard to tell exactly what the best outcome for us is.
1: Well, I think we, we want to finish as high as possible. We
0: obviously right? want to finish as high as possible, a home but, but it's, un- it's very unlikely we're going to be um, top four. No, that's probably we're not going to happen. Fifth or sixth. I mean, I guess we—if we there's every chance we play Geelong in the first week of finals. If we're fifth. at the
1: MCG, though.
0: Right, right. Uh, no, that's true. I mean, that's would
1: true. you rather? Look, here's the thing. I'll tell you what we don't want. We don't want to go to Sydney, is the is That's basically the key it. thing we want to go. We vote. don't want to go. And so this but I is think like, Sydney
0: will probably finish in the top four. I think right, they'll but probably then, beat Hawthorne and then they'll. Okay, make but the then top
1: if four. GWS wins, then, then we go to spotless. So either way.
0: Is, is that what happens? I'm not uh, sure that's what happens with the ladder predictor because our percentage is so good. Right. We might end up then finishing seventh. Right. And then we play, um, God, who would be sixth? Like Hawthorne or something. I don't know. It's all a bit messy. But you're right. I mean, winning is obviously better than losing.
1: That's true. I mean, I just don't think we want to... I thought there was a world in which if we... I thought there was a world in which we could end up playing... The swans in at the SCG or GWS. I think. At spotless. If I'm
0: correct, I think every possibility is possible. Oh, okay. we could We could play every team.
1: Every team. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, anyway, the point is, I really don't think we want to go to Sydney. Right. I just think the SCG wouldn't be a very yeah. happy uh, haunting ground for us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hunting
1: ground for us. Haunting ground? Hunting ground.
0: It <laughs> Could be either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just. I initially felt confident, but for some reason, as this week goes on, I've got this feeling we might go down. But also. I don't know, like, we're such a good road team. Even if we play Sydney week is one of the final. Is it that much? Yeah, a true. Sydney at the SCG has been appalling.
1: I mean, that's true. They've got a really they've bad record there. been
0: worse than there. us, and, us and I know,
1: but I'm just having these images of like Essendon playing Sydney at the SCG last oh, yeah. year with yeah. all this promise. And, and Buddy then just finally getting, kicking
0: straight. Exactly.
1: And, yeah. and then everyone's just getting, you know, just getting absolutely bashed around because they've got a lot of finals experience and they're warriors, you know? Yeah. That's what I have an image of. Right. Yeah.
0: I think we're going to narrowly lose, but honestly, this is such a nothing prediction. I could imagine us also just riding a wave and winning by 50 points. Like, I just don't know what to think. about. I think we're right going
1: to win and win comfortably. Yeah, I'm win. up and about, you know, I mean, last week I was as surly as you could possibly have been. You were surly. I was surly during the game. I was, you know, but my, you were surly afterwards. I was sur- what do you mean? I was sur- yeah, no, I was sur- not surly after this week's game. No. No. So I'm just a happy person right now and I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw myself back into the team.
0: What do we end? Um, so thank you for joining us on Deluded and thank you for sticking with the D's.
1: Yeah. We really Thanks love you guys. for being on this um, journey yeah. with us. As
0: we stare at this microphone, whoever's yeah. out there listening to us, thank you for supporting us and supporting the team. Isn't it great?
1: It's so great. It's so great. We're so happy. It's so
0: great. I yeah. love reading all these supporter forums. Oh, and it's so lovely. All these lovely. people coming out of the woodwork. And, you know. Oh,
1: it's so lovely. Yeah,
0: jump on the bandwagon, everyone. Yeah. Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. So next week we'll preview our finals of team. Woo! Until then. I can't
1: even believe we're saying
0: that. Go deep.
1: Go deeze.